with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with brother will be liable to judgment. <clears throat> And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, You fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, Do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, not by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your own head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, happy Super Bowl Sunday. It's not hard to tell. Uh, that we're in the Super Bowl, everyone's got, or not everyone, but it's a majority of people have uh, read or something. Uh, with that in mind, I was thinking about the message, and really what came to mind was, really, Jesus, we're going to have to go through this very difficult teaching on Super Bowl Sunday? So I'm going to approach our gospel from a different perspective with the Super Bowl in mind, and everybody's thinking about this. I want to start with our first reading, 
and really listen for the first part of that. It's about choices. You probably picked up on this from Sirach. <clears throat> if you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you shall live. He has set before you fire and water. To whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. Choosing, that's, uh, that's the message of our first reading. Choice. Now, it's interesting uh, if you think about some of the major choices that have happened uh, out of all eternity, um, thinking about the angels might be one of those things you ponder. And uh, one of the saints that we have, a great theologian, uh, Thomas Aquinas, did a lot of thinking about the angels. And he said that the angels got all the knowledge they needed at the very instant that they were created. So they could make a choice based on no further information. They're not, they're not impacted by time or experience of learning something. So some made the choice to be with the Lord and some made the choice the other way. Man is not that way. Man collects knowledge his whole lifetime from life to death. He's gaining more knowledge and he's actually having the opportunity to continually strengthen his choice. So he makes a choice, but with more information, he, he may correct or modify his choice. That's the way humans are built. Now, it's interesting with choice, and again, thinking of the Super Bowl, I have a good friend who grew up in the Philadelphia area. He spent most of his life here. He's 70 years old now. His son took him to the uh, Super Bowl. I asked him, who are you going to root for? He's a huge Chiefs fan. Ah, he said, Philadelphia. After all this time, he's never had the real choice put in front of him. So he had to choose. And something made him go back to his roots and what he really loved. And so he's going to be in, luckily it's not in Kansas City. It's easier for him to root away. But that's the way choice is. But it's interesting. Choice actually connects to chances. When we have chances to make choices, that's when we can modify or gather more information to understand what's going on. Second chances, chances to actually see what's happening. Um, again, looking at the game, um, there's a wonderful uh, human interest story about the Kelsey brothers and the mother, you've probably heard about. She's got two sons, one on the Eagles and one on the Chiefs. Jason, who's the older brother, is playing for the Eagles, and Travis, of course, is playing for the Chiefs. Um, so this week, more about their life has come out, and uh, it's an interesting uh, story that I want to use for the perspective I want to get to for our gospel. So the older brother, Jason, uh, chose to walk on to the University of Cincinnati and play football. And he had such a tremendous work ethic. His devotion, commitment, he 
eventually he got a, a scholarship and he was a starter and he impressed the coaches uh, very much. When his younger brother Travis was thinking about a college, they started looking him from the University of Cincinnati and said, you know, uh, we'd like you to come here. And they gave him a scholarship. So Travis goes to the University of Cincinnati really because of his older brother's work ethic. Yes, he had talent for sure, but the older brother really kind of opened the door for him. Now, Travis got into some trouble his freshman year and he got kicked off the team, actually kicked out of school. He had to live with his older brother, Jason, for a while. Uh, he tells a story that he was doing uh, some call center work selling insurance and he said, all day long people didn't want me to call them, they were yelling at me. He was miserable. His older brother, Jason, saw the true potential of his younger brother. So before the next, his sophomore year, uh, Travis's sophomore year, he went back to the coaches and pleaded with them to give Travis another chance. He went back to the school administrators and pleaded with them to see the potential that Travis had. Well, they let him back into school and he had certain guidelines he had to meet and he did that. And he finished a, a good college career, but he had a little stigma there about how he was going to react. Well, Jason got drafted by the Eagles and Andy Reid. And Andy Reid got to spend a couple of years with Jason and saw this tremendous work ethic, how dedicated and focused he was. Well, Andy Reid, as we know, came to the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're looking for a tight end, but a couple of rounds go by and uh, they don't draft Travis, but Andy Reid calls Jason, Travis's brother, and says, I'm thinking about taking a chance on Travis. What kind of a player am I going to get? And Jason did it again. He said, you're going to get a dedicated player who's going to excel. He could be one of the greatest tight ends in the game. And Andy Reid went with it. And, and we know what happened. Here, uh, he's a, a great player for the Chiefs. Now, one of the quotes that just came out from Travis um, uh, during this week, he said, I'm forever in debt to this guy for putting me, putting his name, putting his honor on the line to get me another chance. He's talking about his brother, Jason. When I say I owe it all to him, I really do. He owes everything to his older brother for believing in him, for seeing this real potential. Here's why I bring up this story. Jesus is giving us some difficult information, some difficult rules, some guidance that we need to listen to, and we need to approach it as our big brother. The big brother that sees our potential, that sees really what we can be and take it with that same type of thinking. Here it is, a big brother who loves you so dearly, he'll do anything for you. That's the way we have to approach this gospel reading and really 
the gospel reading next week, which is an extension of this, and really takes us into Lent. Lent is the time when we really have the opportunity to make corrections. It's like a halftime, an extended halftime of the Super Bowl. All right? So this is the type of instruction and trust that we're getting from our big brother who loves us in Jesus. Now, there's one other interesting fact of the Super Bowl. So um, many of you may have the number 87 on your jerseys, and that's the number of Travis. Well, it turns out that that is the birthday of Jason. And he wanted to keep that legacy of whatever he was going to do in professional football, he wanted to tie back to his older brother, 1987. Now the reason I bring that up for us at Nativity, when we think about our own parish, we wear Nativity on our own jersey. The year that Jesus was born, the Nativity on our own jersey, we have a special devotion to Jesus, our big brother, when we think about the loyalty and love that we have for this parish in Nativity Parish. We wear that on our jersey. And so let's remember this. Our big brother loves us, and he wants us to really focus on the instruction and what we can be through these gospel readings this week and next as we go into Lent.